0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card,
1: right this way,
0: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guaranteed.
3: Visit ebay.com for terms. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
4: The volume. Boxing with Chris Mannix is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. Fan duel. More ways to win.
5: This is Boxing with
3: Chris Mannix.
4: Oh, somebody punch him in the face.
1: Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Box. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion.
3: Hosted by
1: SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. All right, welcome to the inaugural episode of Boxing with Chris Mannix. You have heard this podcast, of course, for many years. This is the first episode that I am doing with the Volume Podcast Network. You're going to get a lot of the same stuff with this podcast. We're going to try to bring you the very best guests every single week in the boxing world. We're going to break down every single story in the boxing world. We're going to have a little bit of fun while we're doing it. So I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this being the very first episode, and we have a great episode for you. Al Bernstein, Showtime Boxing Analyst, legendary figure in boxing. I talked to Al about some of the fights we saw this past weekend. Nonito Donaire, a world champion, once again, 38 years old. He wins a bantamweight title. What did Al think of that fight and what might be next for Donaire? Devin Haney, lightweight champion. He gets the biggest win of his career against Jorge Linares. And are we finally going to get... Uh, Devin Haney against Teofimo Lopez. I talked to Al about that. And big fight this weekend. Exhibition match this weekend. Floyd Mayweather against Logan Paul. Whatever weight it's going to be at. Two guys in the ring down in Miami. Mayweather making his return to the boxing arena, so to speak, to face off against YouTube star Logan Paul. Al will be on the call for that fight. I get into that with him on this pod as well. A little bit later on, Floyd Mayweather himself the future Hall of Famer, pound-for-pound pound king. I get into it with Floyd about yeah, kind of why he's doing this, what he hopes to gain from it, and I mean, is it possible that Floyd could return in a real fight against, say, Manny Pacquiao? Stick around for that. Great conversation with Floyd Mayweather. All right, let's pick it up from there. Let me bring on Al Bernstein. All right, Al Bernstein is here, analyst, Showtime Boxing, one of the very best in the business, also the host of Al Bernstein Unplugged, a podcast you can listen to, watch on YouTube uh, every single week. Al, I think this is your first appearance on the show, man. Thanks for joining me. I
5: know. It's good to be with you. I'm glad that I got a chance to visit with you and chat a little
1: boxing. I usually, I've occasionally gotten Steve Farhood, who uh, does these interviews like from his kitchen, which kind of looks like he's... (laughs) In bunker somewhere. It's uh interesting, it's an interesting visual with uh, Farhood there, but glad to. So one uh,
5: thing about all these, uh, the new world and the, the zoom uh, phenomena for all of us that are doing things, you never know where you're going to find people.
1: do you? Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's created a new dynamic. That's for sure. In uh, broadcasting. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about a couple of things that happened last weekend before we get to the big show this weekend, Involving Floyd Mayweather. We'll start with the fight I was involved with over the weekend uh, in Las Vegas. Devin Haney defending his version of the 135-pound title. Uh, Watching from ringside, Al, I thought that was Devin Haney's best performance. I think he has been dominant in the past, winning lopsided decisions against good competition. But in this fight, he stood in the pocket. He traded more than he ever has before. He was entertaining, more entertaining than I've seen him before. And he survived adversity for the first time in his career, taking that big right hand at the end of the 10th round, recovering and doing enough to win a decision. So I was very impressed with Devin Haney. What were uh, your impressions of that fight?
5: Yeah, I agree. I, You know, I, of course, we live in an age where, uh, you know, people nitpick everything to death and, uh, and, and inevitably – uh, somebody's going to be critical of things but yeah i thought he performed well you know jorge lenares and the key to that is that jorge lenares did not fight badly uh it, it's just that haney was better on that night and of course lenares was able to get him in some trouble in the last uh, couple couple rounds which gave us a new dimension to haney uh because he got through that and survived it yeah i agree i think uh, uh, there was more offense from him uh, it was more entertaining and, and he demonstrated clearly he's on the upper, is in the upper echelon of, of the lightweight division and that of, you know, we would want to see him in against any lightweight and would give him an opportunity against any lightweight to win. I mean, I you know, he's we, we know he has great physical skills, quickness, uh, and we saw him get through adversity in this fight as well, which is uh, important.
1: Yeah. Are you of the opinion that how you win matters? You know, I, during our fighter meetings that week, like mm-hmm. I, I had a very interesting and long exchange with Bill Haney, the father of Devin and, uh, and with Devin himself kind of, cause I've been somewhat critical of Devin's fighting style. I thought he kind of stunk out the joint in a way against Yurikis Gamboa didn't go out of his way to try to take Gamboa out. I think uh, even the previous fight against Alfredo Santiago, I thought there were opportunities for him to take Santiago out. He didn't take them, uh, but you know, look in this fight, he answered all those questions. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, and I go through this with Demetrius Andrade. There is no bigger Demetrius Andrade fan than me. Like it, I have to be. Like, I have noticed
5: that you seem. I've noticed that you seem to like him.
1: I like him a lot, and it drives me crazy that he can't get a big fight. But I think part of that is yeah. because he doesn't fight in an entertaining way. He doesn't go for knockouts. I think, Devin, as much as you gain by beating Jorge Linares, you gain even more by beating Jorge Linares that way. Because now you have, look, you got Ryan Garcia on social media tweeting, I would have slept you, Devin. Like, I would have put you down. You've got Teofimo Lopez tweeting about the fight. So, I feel like Devin increased his chances of facing one of those top lightweights by beating Linares in that way.
5: Yeah, there are two elements that you referred to: one that he was more, he engaged more offensively; number two, that he had a moment of vulnerability in getting, uh, you know, getting stunned by a punch. And you know, it it it's always intrigues me that some fighters, it doesn't matter how they win. I mean, perfect example is Floyd Mayweather. Let's be honest: he, you know, he's had a career in which you know, 90% of his fights have not been scintillated. And yet winning is enough for him because he has this brand that allows him to to win. And if he keeps winning, he's good. And other fighters, we've seen that as well. And then some other fighters are criticized for not being exciting. So I think it's almost on a case-by-case basis. But uh, there is no question that the way this fight uh, ended up uh the fact that he did engage more and the fact that he was vulnerable did make this fight one that was talked about more. And uh, you'll probably have a better clue to this than I do, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that Teofimo Lopez, who talks uh, in a way now, that of course, he has to get past his fight on June 19th. But he's talking in a way that makes you feel like he truly does want to fight Devin Haney, that before he leaves the lightweight division he wants to, which is a fight that I think everybody would love to see. I'm hoping that that's more than just PR.
1: I, I hope so, too. And I think from Teofimo's perspective, it is more than just PR. I, I do think it feels that way. I do think there's going to need it needs some help. To get over the yeah. finish line, I think Teofimo during the week when he was doing his media stuff for the Cambosis fight sort of laid out the blueprint, and that's involving the WBC. Now, yeah. nobody hates the WBC and all sanctioning bodies more than me. I find them all to be a, a pox right. upon boxing. But the WBC can can bank some credit at least in my account if they go out and, manda- and mandate the Teofimo versus Haney matchup. They have yeah. they can say that you know look. We never, WBC never intended for Teofimo Lopez to be the franchise champion. They named Lomachenko the franchise champion. And by their own rules, Al, the franchise championship (laughs) should not transfer. So what are we doing here? It will not, so let's find a way to put this title back in the Cracker Jack box that it came out of. And let's make a mandatory fight between Haney and Lopez. Nobody loves a good purse bid like Teofimo Lopez. And I don't think Eddie Hearn would have any problem if the Haney fight went to a purse bid. Top right might have a problem because they don't have as deep no. a pocket as Eddie does and whoever might get involved. Hell, Triller might get back involved and mm. win that purse bid. But this seems easy to me. Like, there's no real fight at 135 for Teofimo. Ryan Garcia is going through his stuff. He's not going to come right back into right. the mix, uh, into one of those top fights right away you've been more involved with Javante Davis than I have. I don't get any sense that he's all that interested in facing any one of those guys at yeah, the present that, that time. That
5: doesn't seem like a fight that's on their radar screen.
1: No, not not at, not at the moment. So, like, there's nothing else. Teofimo does not want to move up to 140 yet. The Josh Taylor fight's not there for him yet anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not make the one of the biggest fights you can make at lightweight for the true undisputed championship? I mean, I, like, please join me, Al, in begging the WBC to do the right thing here and order a purse bid for Haney versus Lopez.
5: Yeah, I think that would be interesting. And, you know, you don't always get it where it's from the, you know, that side of the pecking order to try and demand a fight. Usually it's the other way around somebody that's hunting a champion, but, but yeah, I think that it, uh, it makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's a fight that, you know, the year of 2021 is a really good year for boxing so far and there have been some really, really good matches made. There are unification fights that have been made, are being made on both the women and men's side. And this fight would be the poster child for 2021 because it would be a fight that makes sense, as you point out, gives Lopez a perfect um, you know, platform to then launch himself into 140 or gives Devin Haney, should he win the fight, a you know a clear path to call himself the best lightweight perhaps and so it's you know it's it's a fight that would it kind of symbolize 2021 for boxing how it seems like the direction it's going in
1: yeah i, I hope it happens um yeah. like you said teafima's got to get by cambosis first cambosis is undefeated and deserves the respect of at least being appreciated yeah. for I think fight. he's going to give Tiafimo a fun fight. Yeah, yeah. But I think if Tiafimo's on his game, he's better, faster, stronger. Yeah. Like, all, all boxes check in in Tfimo. And if he gets through that fight, I hope he stands in the ring. And whoever interviews him, he just says, you know, give me Devin Haney next. Give yeah. me Devin Haney next. We do get, that. We get some momentum for that fight. Uh, you called the great one this past weekend. Nonito Donaire just turning back the clock once again, 38 years old, becoming the oldest uh, bantamweight champion with a fourth-round knockout win over Nordino Bali. Um, I mean, were you surprised by that outcome? I mean, Donaire at 118 is great. Like, he just, he continued, that's like his weight where he's at his best. Yeah. Yes, he lost uh, to Inaway, but everybody loses to Inaway. And most people lose to Inaway much worse than Donaire did. Oh, uh, boy, no, so, that's for sure. So, I, like, I was, you know, I don't think I was shocked because I know how big and strong Donaire is. And when he, when he makes that weight in a healthy way, he's tough. Uh, But to go out and just dismantle uh Ubali in that type of manner I was impressed.
5: Yeah, you know, there are a couple of mysteries in life that I have uh, that remain unsolved for me. Uh and one of them is why no Nito ever went up in weight the way he did. Uh because here we see him now fighters never go back down in weight when they're in their late 30s. That just doesn't happen, right? And yet he was able to do it. So if you're able to do it now, why did you go up several weight classes when you were younger? Um, he could have been the champion at 118 forever, right? Just about. I mean, because he has that height and reach and power advantage over other 118 pounders. Here's what fans need to know about that fight. Nordino Bali is a really good fighter. Um, he's, he's not some guy that won a championship and was lucky to do so. And, you know, he had great amateur credentials, turned pro late because of that, was in two Olympics, has been excellent as a pro, and had his moments in the in the fight with Donaire, where he landed some pretty good shots. But Nonito Donaire said before the fight, I know how to counter him because of the way he enters offensively. I have to say... I kind of thought Obali would be a little more tricky for for uh, Nonito to figure out how to counter him. It didn't take him long at all. It, he, he figured it out. Um, and the only caveat to the win is that probably one of the knockdowns came, I'm going to say, five seconds after the bell rang. Um, and I don't think it was intentional uh, in any way. But... It is interesting. I do wonder. I still think Nonito won the fight. He probably would have knocked him out. But Ubali had just come back in that round and landed several good punches. And I wonder how it would have gone had that not happened. But nonetheless, I would in no way want to diminish what uh, Nonito Donair did. It was remarkable. And at 118, with the power he has, there may be only one person, Mr. Inouye, who can beat Onito Donaire Now, if he, you know, he says he wants to fight anyway next, whether that's feasible, I don't know. The fight that is feasible for him, certainly, is the winner of John Real casimiro and uh, Guillermo Rigondot, Uh Because they're going to be fighting in a couple months. Uh, that would be fascinating. And uh, and he and, and, and so it was an amazing performance by Donaire.
1: It was. And you mentioned potential opponents uh, for Donaire, And I think in a way could wind up being doable. If he stays at 118, there's not a lot there for him. And a rematch with Donaire. Yeah, with would the, be big. With the caveat that politics often get in the way and stuff like this, that would still be a, right. the biggest fight you could probably make for him at this point. What intrigues me almost as much is what happens with the winner of Juan Francisco Estrada Chocolatito at 115. I mean, especially if it's Estrada, I could see him moving up and fighting Donaire at 118. Chocolatito, that might oh, be... Oh, it's
5: interesting. I hadn't thought about that. That's, yeah. that's a very intriguing
1: idea. I mean, Chocolatito, it might be a bridge too far. It might be too small for... I think so. I think so, too. But, like, if that's the end of his career, like, Hall of Famer versus Hall of Famer, kind of dream matchup with two of the best smaller weight guys right. in boxing history, uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. I mean, Donaire at 38, I mean, in a weird way, it feels like they're still... Two years of big fights that he could potentially get into if he's still fighting at this level.
5: Yeah, no, I agree. I haven't thought about the other the other option you mentioned, but yeah, there are there are boy the world's his oyster right now. Um, well, 115,
1: and- 115 is a, a pretty sexy weight class at the moment. With you know oh, is down there. I mean, great you could, weight class. Like you could have guys moving up uh, at some point. That Donaire would probably be. A, I mean, he'd be physically bigger than all of them.
5: Oh and- yeah, he. That's where anybody coming up in a weight class to him right now, boy, uh, beware of what you wish for. He because was huge in the ring. Yeah. He's big. He's really big for 118 pounder. And I think that really played itself out against Duvali. You know, we saw it again. I remember when, you know, uh, we were doing his fights, when he, you know, when he broke through and, and knocked out uh, Victor Chinon and, and at that moment, my feeling was, and I probably even said it at some point that this, his physical gifts at this weight class make him, very close to being unbeatable, not, no one's unbeatable. Of course he wasn't, you know, although he did actually his loss to Rigondeaux, I think was in a weight class above that, but, but, you know, it, it, at that weight, it's really tough for somebody, you know, coming up and weight. Hey, 115, 118, 122. They are all fantastic weight divisions. And, and I love the fact that all the different platforms that do boxing uh, for the most part, are doing what American TV does hasn't always done, and that is feature the small guys.
1: Yeah, they've proven to be really entertaining in, uh, in most of the fights that they've created. Uh, let's talk about the one you're working this weekend in Florida, Floyd Mayweather Jr., back in action, fighting Logan Paul in an exhibition match in Miami. I, my take on these types of things, Al, is that They're almost like the new autograph signings, right? You know, in years past, guys would show up for autograph signings and picture takings and make some money off that. Now, they're just using their name to get into fights with popular figures, in this case, because it's 2021, YouTube stars. Guys with a huge following that can convince their fans to plunk down 49, 99, whatever the amount is, uh, to watch their guy go up against an all-time great boxer. We used to see some of this. You know, back in the day, Ali, uh, you know, going over to Japan to fight the rest. Right. I mean, stuff like this happened. Right. Butterbean was involved in exhibitions for right. for a long exactly. period of time. So it's not shocking. Not but unprecedented. Yeah, it's, it's got a precedent to it. So I, I guess give me your reaction when this was first, this first hit your radar. Floyd Mayweather coming back uh, in his early 40s to face uh, Logan Paul, who's going to have, you know, what, three, four inches and 30 plus pounds on
3: him.
5: Well, I love your analogy to it being the current day autograph signing, because that's really what it is. Um, and of course we live in a society where you can create something out of whole cloth of, uh, you know, these people get famous for being famous. You know, when I was a little kid, I used to watch the, this will date me completely the Jack Parr show when I was really young. And there would be these people on there that, uh, that were Broadway actresses and, like Bennett Surf, who was a publisher and wrote and everything, and to me, I didn't know what they were famous for. I just knew they were on the Jack Parr show, so they were famous, you know. But now we have people that are famous for being famous. Ergo, the the, the Paul brothers, and uh, and I I wasn't shocked when I heard that he was gonna, you know, that he was gonna do it, uh, and I wasn't super shocked that we were involved because we were so involved with Floyd Mayweather, the Showtime uh, broadcast family. And uh, I see all these things much the way you just were describing it. They're one-offs. They're, they're, they're driven or not driven, as the case may be. And that's where you, you see how the commerce works or doesn't work on these things. I participated in the, uh, uh, his brother's uh, matchup with uh, Askren, which did well financially, apparently. Yes, you
1: did, Al. But, yes, you did. Yes, yes I did. You I you did. <laughs>
5: I still, I'm still having nightmares, but I did participate. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, y- yeah, these things are driven by the commerce of the moment and by the idea that, you know, and Floyd Mayweather is really kind of so smart in this way because, he knows that he's been out of it just long enough, and this guy's just big enough and just brash enough for them to kind of sell it, and that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I, I if Floyd wants to make some money off his name, more power to him. Uh, this week there was some revelations that made it more kind of goofy. The Florida Commission is apparently not going to sanction it as a fight so there won't be a an official scorecard. When it comes to this, there still could right. be a knockout, I guess, and the referee will call it. So we'll see how that changes things, if, if it does at all. I guess my question for you would be, is there anything that could happen in this, quote, fight that would diminish Floyd Mayweather's legacy
3: in your yeah, mind? Yeah, that's a
5: good question. It's a very good question. And, and you know, this Logan Paul has never beaten anybody in a boxing ring, right? Even in the one match he had, he didn't win, right? Uh, uh, presumably and so when you if you step into the ring with him even if you've been out of the game and even if you're giving up 30 pounds and even if you're whatever we live in a society now especially that is perfectly willing to overreact in every conceivable way um, to anything that they see Um, and and I I don't know but that in a certain odd kind of a way there is some pressure on, on Mayweather, to not let the unthinkable happen. For, to not let Logan Paul somehow, by accident or by, by design, uh, do something to him that would end up in a disaster that night. Were you um, of the
1: opinion, Al, when, when you look back at you know, by we say by design? Did you think during the Conor McGregor fight that Floyd carried him for those early rounds, let himself get hit? Afterwards, a bit? yes.
5: At the time, I wasn't sure. Afterwards, I believe yes, to be honest. I I think he I think he he realized that they had to have a show for people and uh, calculated that if Mayweather, if um, uh, McGregor had some success, he could live with it uh, and then still get him. And that is what happened. So I do honestly think
1: he probably did. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think we could see something. I, mean, I, I similar. didn't at the time.
5: I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell. But in watching the re and and thinking about it, uh, you know, I think I think probably um, probably it's the case.
1: I could see something similar too. No matter with Logan Paul, no matter what Shannon Briggs says, like Logan is not some big puncher that is is going to hurt Floyd Mayweather and, and Floyd. If he wanted to put him down with body shots, probably could do that pretty easily at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. The body work could be something. <laughs> it could be, yeah. be significant. Um, are you of the opinion, you know, because you're presumably going to call the Jake Paul fight coming up against Tyron Woodley? That's also going to be on a Showtime platform. Uh, you know, you hear all the stuff is it good for boxing? Is it bad for boxing? Is it in between? What's your take on, you know, Jake Paul and these YouTubers? getting real boxing slots albeit ones in kind of yeah. goofy exhibitions like there for an, a conversation for another day is like can you know mixed martial arts really handle like so many stars getting starched by Jake Paul like if that's how this kind of continues like I mean that's I don't know if the, how if that affects you know the the image of mixed martial arts but as far as boxing goes the Jake Paul stuff the Logan Paul stuff if it continues do you see it being any kind of positive or negative for boxing or is it just unique in what it is
5: I view these things as 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 one-offs. I view these things as individual events that are driven by the the commerce of the moment, the the um, the marketing tools that become available based on somebody's brand. And uh and, and 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 I think they I put them over there in that little box. Now, one of the reasons it makes it a little easier to put it over there in that little box is that boxing is delivering to fans in 2021 that for the most part. And of course there's always matches that we want to see made and should be made. And boxing will always eternally fall short of the mark on some of them, uh, unfortunately, but the sport is delivering to people. And so if you've got this thing over here that they're going to say, if you want to pay $49 to do this, you can do it. I don't think it, damages the integrity of the sport or ends up having some uh, you know some some huge long-lasting impact i just don't uh and and i think that you know it's part of it's part of the equation right now at this moment how long that lasts i don't know and no one can tell um and 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 in what form it lasts like we know for even on the even on the the cards like on a toilet card you had Steve Cunningham and Frank Muir. Well, that's different, let's say, than Logan Paul against, you know, somebody else because they're just, they're YouTubers that like to box. Well, these two guys were combat sports people who, you know, who, who intermingled. And the, the MMA boxing equation to me has always been one that uh, anybody that follows both those sports w- uh, with, um, uh, you know, a lot of passion and a lot of knowledge understands that you're never going to get a true uh test between the two in either discipline if you bring an mma guy over to boxing for the most part it's going to be difficult for him and certainly for boxers unless they are like uh holly Holm, who already had a skill as a kickboxer um mostly it's not going to go that well for boxers going in you know as they try to do mma
1: no i mean i was in boston when James Tony got starched, I think it was in the first round of that fight. Two entirely different disciplines, um, despite both being combat sports. Let me get you out of here with this. Um, In the world of hypotheticals, we got Manny Pacquiao facing Errol Spence uh, this summer. At least that's the plan uh, for right now. If for some reason Pacquiao beats Errol Spence, which would be – an incredible accomplishment at 42 years old to be the top dog in the welterweight division would be wild. Could you see Floyd coming back for a rematch with Pacquiao? You've covered Floyd for a long time. You've You've heard the retirement stuff from Floyd over and over again. I tend to believe it more this time. And it has been what four years since he's been in an actual fight, but he does have a massive ego. And if people are out there saying Pacquiao beating Errol Spence, Catapults Pacquiao past Floyd in the mythical eternal pound for pound rankings. (laughs) It's going to get in Floyd's head. Like he's going to put stuff on Instagram about it. Maybe it's a picture of Pacquiao getting beat up in their fight or Pacquiao getting knocked out by Juan Manuel Marquez. I don't expect it to happen because I think Spence is the real deal at 147. And as good as Pacquiao looked against Keith Thurman, Thurman is a different fighter than Spence. And that was two years ago for Pacquiao. But if it happened, could you Do you think it's possible we could see Mayweather versus Pacquiao too, which would be maybe not as big as the first fight, but if Pacquiao's coming off that win, that's like three million pay-per-view buys, Al. That's still a big, big number that we're talking about. You know, I haven't even thought that's
5: that's about the third thing you brought up in this call that I have not even thought about, which either means that you're brilliant at coming up with yeah. uh, future scenarios or I'm an imbecile could be a combination of both. Possibly. But uh, that is a fascinating point. And and. It w- would be from a financial standpoint, uh, something that would be. Amazing, because. You have Pacquiao, who everyone knows would be on the way out at that point, or would be, you know, certainly would either be retiring or maybe I guess maybe do one more fight. But yeah, clearly, I I think that that's in re- thinking about what you're discussing. I wouldn't rule that out because uh, because it would be it would be something that would be real, you know, and 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 it, because it'd, it'd be. Mayweather fighting against an active champion who just did the impossible by beating Errol Spence. And they, you know, you're saying it wouldn't be as big as the first one. It might not be, but I'll tell you what, I I think that's one of those ones where, you know, how baseball teams say, when we throw our hat, we're so good that when we throw our hat on the diamond, we're a 500 ball club. Mm -hmm. Well, when when those guys throw their glove in the ring, they're good for 1.5 million pay-per-views, Right. Mm-hmm. From the get-go, you know, when you start, and then you start building that, and uh, and, and that would be a, an astonishing event. I, you know, and again, some people will say, "Oh, let's not do that," you know, but in that instance, I, I don't know what harm that does either, because here's Pacquiao at the to right at the end of his, you know, his career, and if Baylor wanted to do that, you know, be oh, interesting. It's, it's
1: it's so sellable too. You know, Pacquiao, you know. Knocking off arguably the top guy at one. Yeah. I mean, it, Mayweather putting right, his undefeated record on the line, coming uh, back into that mix to fight his longtime rival. Yeah. I mean, look, the first fight was five years too late, but people still bought right. it in droves. I mean, Pacquiao had been knocked out in between by Marquez in the years prior to that fight taking place. It still did major business. I just, it will all come down to Floyd. We know Pacquiao would do it, right? Like he you know, wants that Mayweather fight. Freddie Roach wants that Mayweather fight. It all comes down to Floyd and, if Pacquiao beating Thurman didn't do anything for Floyd that's for sure but if he beats Spence who you know Floyd used to work with has been around Floyd's gym Floyd knows he's one of the pound for pound guys i i feel like that would get his attention like that would be the one thing that gets his attention
5: i would think so and 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 the fact and forget it would be set up in such a way and of course they go you know we live in an area uh, or an era of spin doctoring and they can always remind people that he had a da- a damaged shoulder just before uh, all the storylines from the, from the, the first fight will reemerge and, and, and be used as part of the promotional um, machinery to drive that fight. As you point out for this, it's like, kind of like the producers, all right, for this scheme for us, for this scheme to work, <laughs> Number one, we need a lot of little, little ladies out there with a lot of money, right? We In this case, we need, uh, we need what could be the impossible. We need Manny Pacquiao to beat Errol Spence, which isn't likely, but it is not impossible.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Al, good luck this weekend calling the fight. Showtime pay-per-view Mayweather against Logan Paul. Always a big event when Floyd is involved, regardless of uh, uh, whether he's an active fighter or just an exhibition. Always appreciate it, Al. Thanks for joining me, man. Good
4: to talk to you, Chris. Take care. Boxing with Chris Mannix is brought to you by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. Plus, for those who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. Pick a new team every game, different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level, compete against your friends in head-to-head matchups. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. And FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to Fanduel.com forward slash cowherd to sign up today. That is Fanduel.com forward slash cowherd so they know we sent you. Fanduel. More ways to win. So, you're a sports fan. That's why you're listening, baby. But if you're considering getting in on the fun of sports gambling, I want to let you know about a great resource, the Action Network. And I'm all over it like Revis Island. I have nothing but great things to say about it. The Action Network is where fans go when they're ready to bet smarter and turn a profit betting on sports. In fact, their free Action Network app was recently named the best app in sports betting. With the Action app, you can see the latest picks and articles from Action Network gambling experts, as well as personalities like Colin Cowherd, compare odds from different sports books, and track every bet you make so you always know how your picks are doing. So... If the game means more to you, download the free Action Network app and start betting smarter. There's
0: no distance too far for the perfect trip.
4: Hi, checking
0: in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
5: What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all?
1: He is going into the Hall of Fame later this year after retiring from boxing about four years ago now, undefeated. But before he goes into the Hall of Fame, he's getting back in the ring in an exhibition, this time against Logan Paul, the YouTube star, who is technically 0-1 as a professional boxer, but that's not really what this fight is all about. It's a fight that you can see on Sunday. You can only see it on Showtime pay-per-view. And Floyd joins me here on the show. Floyd... The last few years, these YouTube guys have started to gain a lot of popularity. When did you start to think, hey, maybe I can make some money off this?
2: Well, actually, let me be honest with you. John, John Shahidi, a very, very close friend of mine, if I'm not mistaken, he used to work with Jake Paul and Logan Paul. I heard their names from him before. Then I heard about them Boxing, so John said these guys want you to work with them. So, uh, I was in LA one time, I met up with the guys. They were, I think it was Jake Paul, I don't know if it's Logan Paul or Jake Paul, but I believe it was Jake Paul. Took a picture with him. Uh, both guys were fans, um, big fans. Then, um, I was over in Japan, um, I was hanging with Money Team Tokyo. I have a huge following in Japan. Uh, they were talking about Jake uh, I think Logan Paul one day said that he disrespected uh not just Tokyo but he disrespected I mean he disrespected the whole country and cuz you know you got different parts of Japan and um the guy said Logan Paul was very disrespectful he did this he did that he did this he did that I didn't really know so I never really, really even knew these guys then I was in Vegas one time I was at my skating rink uh, one of my fighters, Jenny, I love brought Jake Paul over to take a picture with me when Jake Paul was getting ready for Nate Robinson. I told him I didn't think that was a good idea to be mixing me up, you know, with, 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 with a bunch of bull crap. So then um, I uh, I had done stuff for Faniel one day and then they said, um, uh, well, a friend of mine said, yo. Uh, a guy, Logan Paul, because I didn't know the difference between Logan Paul and Jay Paul. I, I, the guy, Logan Paul, wanted to do uh, an exhibition fight with you in your boxing gym, three rounds. I said, um, hold on. I said, I don't really know about that. The guy said, well, I'm serious, Floyd. I said, well, how serious you. are you? Gave me 1.5 million cash. I said, well, you serious. So then uh, I said, well, if you do give me 1.5 million like this, and then this guy got you know 18, 19 million followers, and he's huge on YouTube. I said, Well, let's do it like this. Let's fight in. I said, let's take it to the next level. Um, let's build this thing and put it in a in a football stadium. So we was gonna fight in the Raider Stadium. Nevada Commission said they didn't want it, but the NGM Grand said we approve of it. And every other hotel in the whole city of Las Vegas approved of it, but the Nevada Commission didn't approve of it. So then I said, okay. Let's take it to Miami. Miami said, "Let's do it." So now we're here. Have you missed boxing? Uh, I, I, do I miss boxing? Absolutely not. Why not? This is just. This is just. I just don't miss it. I did it my whole life. Anytime you done something, um, uh, forty-some years and you broke every record and you dominated in in every field, it is what it is. It's time to move on um uh to other things in life
1: sometimes people get recharged and you've you've retired before and come back after you've maybe recharged your batteries is that just not happened this time but uh, but
2: but i didn't retire in my 40s i retired early i I retired early on Mm -hmm. so this is totally it's totally different when you retire in your 40s do you watch much boxing um i i promote Mm -hmm. more than i watch Mm -hmm. i like to promote the young fighters and put them in position, in, in, a, in a certain position so they can accomplish what they want to accomplish. Do I watch a lot of boxing? Absolutely not. Do you think boxing's in a good place? Boxing is in a good place, and that has a lot to do with me. Why is that? It just has a lot to do with me. I mean, I was able to get involved in the sport of boxing, change the dynamics. Remember, boxing I talked about nothing but heavyweights. Remember Larry Holmes, Joe Lewis, Mike Tyson before Floyd Mayweather, before Floyd Mayweather came along. When I came along, it was it was about all the small guys or all the weight classes that I went to. And then you never heard now look at all these guys getting crazy paydays. It started with Floyd Mayweather first.
1: It did. Do you think though that boxers like they all want to stay undefeated? And that's because you were undefeated. But you took a lot of chances early in your career. Like you you were not, like, you fought the very best when you were Pretty Boy Floyd in the early part. Okay,
2: e- okay. even though I retired undefeated, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell fighters this. It's not about being undefeated your whole career. It's about accomplishing what you want to accomplish, doing what you want to do, being who you want to be, and at the end of your career, if you happy with what you did, then so be it. But also, I want to tell these fighters, it's about saving your money. I'm where I'm at because I made smart in, smart investments. I saved my money, and I, and I made smart investments. So I want these fighters, I, I want to teach these fighters about saving their money. That's where I come in, in, in a good place, and not just a boxing promoter, but just, j- just as a, a motivation guy on the outside, pushing these guys to be great on the outside.
1: Last question for you. Are you expecting... What are you expecting to go down in this fight? Are you expecting a real fight? Are you expecting Logan Paul to try to clown? What are you expecting?
2: I mean, he can fight a real fight. I'm going to have fun. Mm. Even if, I mean, it's going to be a spectacle, but it's going to be fun. Mm. It's going to be what it's going to be. I can't really say how it's going to play out, but at the end of the day, um, I laugh when the guy said he's going to knock me out. This is crazy. I mean, I've been hit by some of the biggest guys. I mean, just the heaviest hitters in boxing. Not all of them, because of course, I'm the best defensive fighter of all time, as well as offensive fighter of all time. That's why I'm Mr. TBE. Mm-hmm. Of course you are.
1: Floyd, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. All right, that's Floyd Mayweather, pound for pound king, former pound for pound king, fighting Logan Paul on June 6th.
4: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dierks Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!